Welcome to the Effortless English Show. I'm AJ Hogue, and I will help you speak English powerfully and become a successful international leader. Go to EffortlessEnglishClub.com to get my free email course. On today's show, we have Georgiana, who is one of our VIP members, and Georgiano is going to talk about her English success story because she is now uh, using English at a very high level, and she's actually an English teacher. So now she is teaching other people how to learn English and how to speak English more powerfully. Uh, so it's quite impressive what she has done. As always, it's it's a great idea to learn from other people. So this is called modeling in uh, psychology, and it just means that when you want to achieve something, you want to do something, that you don't need to just try everything yourself. The smart thing, the fastest thing, the best thing to do is to find someone who is already or has already done what you want to do. So, for example, if you want to be a great football player, then you would find people who are already great football players or who became great football players. And then you study what did they do? How did they learn? How did they think? How did they use their emotions? All of this. What were their strategies and their methods that helped them succeed? And then you model, you follow the same methods, you try the same methods. This is a much faster way to achieve success in anything. And that's why I like to have our successful VIP members as guests on this show because of course you can learn from me, but it's also great for you to learn from others who have already done what you want to do. They started with no English, and now they speak English powerfully. So, why don't we go ahead and go to Georgiana and talk to her. Let me turn on her mic. Uh, Georgiana, are you there? Hi, Jay. Nice to see you. It's working. All right. Look at that. We got a guest to finally work. <laughs> <laughs> finally. Well, uh, where, tell, go ahead. Tell us where you're at, and then... Uh, well, go ahead. I live in Spain, in Alicante, mm -hmm. and it's very nice here outside, by the way. It's about 28 degrees, something like that. It's quite oh. nice. <laughs> and you're in San Francisco. Yeah. Yep, and it's a nice uh, sunny day out here, too, actually. Great. <laughs> okay, then, so uh, tell me. Sure, and you're not, you're not originally from Spain, though. You're not Spanish, right? Well, I mean, I've been living here for a while, about 12 years, but oh. uh, <laughs> it's a long time. <laughs> um, so, well, I'm, I'm, um, I'm almost Spanish, but I come from Romania. So it's where I started learning English, by the way. I see. And tell us uh, about, you know, your early time. You know, you, you've had, obviously, a journey. You started with no English, and then here you are now teaching English. So... You know, tell us about the the kind of the early steps, your early experiences with English, and then you know, how did you get where you are now? Yeah, you see, when I was a child, about uh, nine or ten years old, 
my goal was to have fun and to watch cartoons and listen to music. So I started uh, every day watching cartoons and listening to music in English uh, because that was one of the best things I could watch uh, by then. Uh, and I, well, I didn't really plan to, you know, when I was 10 years old, I didn't think, oh, I'm going to study English to become an English teacher, of course. Yeah, it was, uh, I, just, I just wanted to have fun, of course. And uh, later on, I also studied English in school. And uh, my um, uh, reading and writing became uh, better, of course. And uh, we've done little speaking, as usual, as <laughs> everywhere. And uh, finally, I got to speak English quite uh, late uh, because I didn't really need it uh, at work. And here in Spain, everything is in Spanish. So until I was about 25, uh, 24, 25 years old, I haven't actually used English, uh, I mean speaking. Um, I never stopped listening, but I always, um, you know, watched the movies in, in American or in British, and I enjoyed myself, yeah? And when I had to speak, when I had to speak, I was a bit nervous, of course, because, like, I'm not, I'm not perfect, yeah? I had to, um, I had to, well, to be confident uh, at work, but still, it, you cannot be confident the first day. And as you, as you do it more, you become more confident, so... Um, but the thing is that I want to I want to underline that the most important thing for me was uh, you know to enjoy the language, not to be stressed about learning. Like oh, you know when you want to learn something or you want to do something very very hard, uh, it's not going to happen naturally. So for me it was it was naturally because uh, not only the time I spent, it was also. Uh, you know, I enjoyed it, and I didn't really worry about being perfect. And I'm not perfect. I, I don't think I will be perfect. I do my best. And this is why I tell my students, you don't have to be perfect. You just have to try your best. And you're not going to trick anyone. Tomorrow you have an interview. Today you're not going to learn 50% more. So um, I'm also a coach. I, I help my, my students to feel good about themselves. And... Uh, you know, they have a huge improvement after my lesson, after my first lessons, because I work on their motiv motivation. You know, people need to feel um, like they're, someone tell them that, you know, you're, gonna, you, you're able to do it, you don't have any problem. And like many of my Spanish students say, you know, I'm Spanish, I cannot do this. And this comes from, from the experience with, in school. It's not that they are born with this idea, um, this is what happens here in Spain and probably in, in other countries, um, you know, because um, if a system doesn't work, you tend to think that, well, it's your fault. And um, also here in Spain, television is only in Spanish. And um, little children, for example, don't really have this interest to watch cartoons like me in, in, in English, even if they can right now. Um, so I think it's, it's also because of... Uh, well, partly it's because of this, because I had some students from Portugal, and, you know, Portuguese and, and Spanish is quite similar, but they told me, see, we watch things in English, we watch them in original, so that's the difference. Ah, uh, interesting, very interesting. What would you what would you tell someone that, you know, is, is not sure, you know, that a lot of people, they come to Effortless English, for example, or I'm sure they come to you, and they've been using the kind of older school methods, they've had bad experiences, and they're like, oh, I don't know, what, you know, I'm so frustrated, what should I do? I mean, what, what's your best advice, like the, the top things you would tell them to, to help them start making progress and to enjoy it again? 
Well, first of all, you see, because I'm teaching one-on-one, it's easier for me because I can get to speak to the person and I evaluate their emotions and also, uh, apart from, from their level, it's also their emotions, how, you know, how stressed they are because that's very important. As I said, I really work on, on that and depends, uh, you know, you really, we really have to have a good method but also we need to feel, you know, uh, relaxed about what we're doing and uh, usually... Uh, I evaluate their, their level and see what material we can use and work on their motivation. And usually I'm making, you know, I'm telling, just check AJ Hawk, you know. <laughs> if, I say, if I say, you know, AJ Hawk AJ says this too, you know, because <laughs> I usually have the same ideas you have. So then, you know, uh, I was so excited when, when, I, when I met you on, on YouTube because I thought, yes, now I'm going to say, okay, if you don't believe me, you see. AJ Hogg also says this, so for me it's, it's a plus, you know, because uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, because many people think, okay, you're not teaching grammar, that's awkward, and I didn't really, really want to teach this because I, I knew, you know, it's good for, for writing and reading, and if people ask me to tell to help them speaking, I tell them, you know, listening and, and speaking, it's, it's the key, and uh, you know, and I'm really happy you're also making your videos and, and you know telling them about uh, your experience in teaching, which is different from you know most uh, teachers. Actually, I don't know anyone except for you that you know has this ideas that I had as well. And I, for for a long time, I felt a bit um, not uncomfortable because you know my students already look for for, for something different. They already you know tried uh, you know the, the classical, the original method, let's say. So uh, my students usually look for something new, but uh, it's, it's great. It's great to, to, you know, to know that you also have these uh, ideas and you also help people to feel good. You motivate people, and this is the most important thing. If, you, if someone feels like, no, I can do this, well, they will, they will do it. You know, it's uh, not a secret, actually. It's quite obvious things, and uh, I think in school it happens the opposite. You're intimidated. Or, and if you're unlucky to be shy, they will tell you you're not, not very good. And mm-hmm. uh, I think the, the most important thing is to work on their uh, motivation and give uh, also good material. But I think the most important thing is that people feel that they can do something. This is, you know, it, it's uh, applied to teaching and, or anything else, sport, uh, anything else. You know, everything is motivation finally. Yeah, yeah, exactly, and I think that's the, the biggest problem most people have when they're learning English, and really almost any new skill, but especially English or something like that connected to s- schools, um, because, uh, yeah, people, they, they lose their motivation, they lose the fun, they lose the enjoyment, they focus so much on the grammar rules that by, by the time, you know, they are finished with schools, they're really just, they feel like, oh, I'm not good at English, something's wrong with me, when in fact it's just the methods that, that were the problem. I would tell you something funny. I was, I was uh, talking to one of my students this morning, and she said, you know, it's so funny because I tell my, my friends that, you know, Sunday afternoon or Saturday afternoon I have a lesson with you, and I'm happy about it. <laughs> Yeah. And you know something because like people usually associate English or learning with oh no you see and the student of mine said yeah but you know I tell my I, I tell my friends that I enjoy it 
and I, you know, have class with you on Saturday night, and they cannot believe me. And uh, well, it's it's uh, as you said, it, uh, you know, also students associate English with something bad or something uncomfortable because of uh, you know bad things that happen to them in school. I have students who, you know, adult students as well, who are studying right now and uh, tell me, you know, my teacher always corrects me. If I try to be spontaneous, they look at me in a funny way, in a strange way, and I feel very uncomfortable. So, I, I mean, I correct them, but maybe, you know, when they're finished talking or I tell them, you know, work on this, because even if you correct them in that moment, they will not remember. Um, and, and you know something, I can, I can correct like the same word 10, 11, <laughs> many times uh, in the same class and they will not remember. Maybe it's useful, you know, at, at the end, you know, to write a note and try to, you know, use a posit and look at this every day or create phrases or, you know, different tricks. But it doesn't really, uh, you have to encourage the person not like they're talking, they're already making an effort to speak and you're all the time, no, 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 you know, <laughs> it doesn't really help. Yeah, it's, it's that, and then it creates that uh, perfection idea where people think they need to be perfect in order to communicate. And in fact, you can communicate in, at a at a very simple level and make lots of mistakes, and people will still understand you. So there's no need to be so stressed out about it. I mean, of course, improving is great, but uh, this idea of perfection that's in our head. You know, I make grammar mistakes. I, in fact, interesting, Robert Kiyosaki. You know, the the writer, the oh, of course. Yeah, well just, well, just recently on one of his Twitter things, he made a mistake. He had a grammar mistake in it. I almost retweeted it and said, see, he makes grammar mistakes too. He's a native speaker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. But you know something? I think this has to do uh, with, with the system because I have students who learn, who, who learn English and then they speak it. They're, they're beginners, but then they, they speak it and they... Uh, don't feel uh, ridiculous, but the more you study grammar, the more you will tend to, you know, to achieve perfection and, and have this illusion of, you know, I'm going to be perfect once I, I become a, an advanced or, a, you know, proficiency. And this is the difference. If I have students who, for example, you know, maybe they're beginners and they start speaking and, you know, using body language, and, you know, for example, if I... If you were to maybe come to Spain because you're going to the Camino Santiago and you need something, I mean, you will try, you know, with, with the language gestures to explain. And this happens also when you work somewhere, even if your English level is not very good, you're going to try and you're not going to care if, if, it, if it's your grammar is perfect or not because you want to save your, your job, for God's sake, you know. And this is what, what most uh, students want. They want to keep their job or they want to go abroad. And uh, the last thing I want them to worry is about, you know, do you speak like uh, Queen of England? Do you have a perfect accent? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's not the most important thing. But people, yeah, they get obsessed with this and uh, they, they're losing all time and energy on this. And uh, I don't think it's... Uh, the good ideas. Well, you know, even when I travel, uh, sometimes if I'm tra traveling around, because I travel a lot around the world, and uh, you know, when I talk to people, if their English is very low, then then I don't, even I don't use like proper English because I know they can't understand it. So I will just use simple words and maybe not complete sentences. You know, I'll just say you know that. How much, you know? How much, you know, <laughs> or something? How much, you know? Something like this, and it and it works. It works. I can travel almost anywhere, and use that very basic English, and and gestures or writing things or 
you can communicate, and that's the that's the great thing is just to start communicating and enjoy it. The main purpose is communication, verbal communication. People forget that, and then they get lost in their rules. And like, um, I I just I thought because I said I always said to people, and I can speak different languages. And then I realized that's why they think I'm very smart. Is because they think that I'm actually able to know all the rules, <laughs> possibly, you know, for everything. And I thought, yeah, that's why they might think I'm a, a genius or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's what they think. You know, they think that yeah, I'm capable of learning, and I'm not actually. I'm very, I'm, I'm very good at remembering things, and I'm, uh, you know, I, I like to listen a lot, and I remember very, very quickly. But I think it's something you you can actually. You're not necessarily born with. You can uh, develop. The more time you spend listening, uh, and like my students, in the first two weeks, they improve their listening. Magic, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> And obviously, you know, listening is, 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 you know, the foundation, it's the key for, for speaking. And I think the other nice thing about listening, especially in the beginning for someone new in effortless English or, or new from old methods, is that it's also, you can relax when you listen. There's no pressure. So you can just find something interesting that's fairly easy and just listen to it again and again each day. And it's, it, it, you know, it's, it's a kind of a relaxing way to start improving people start watching movies and they think I feel so frustrated I'm not able to watch a whole movie and I think wow I mean you have to maybe uh, you can get a movie and maybe do a step-by-step or just start with something easy you know Uh, it's like you've done also a comparison between uh, learning English and making and doing sport yeah for example if I complain oh I cannot run and you will say maybe you could start walking it's more or less the same I mean, if you're not able to, I don't know, understand the whole movie, what about, you know, doing step-by-step or maybe watch something that is more, you know, uh, adequate to your level? It's as simple as that. But, you know, obvious things are not obvious to most people. Yeah. I think they're brainwashed. <laughs> yeah, true, true, true. Well, hey, it's been it's been so great talking to you. It's I'm, I'm so happy to have you on the show. Um, and so I'm sure we'll have you back again. Well, thank you. <laughs> yeah, okay. thank, thank, thank you, Georgiana. I'll see you. Bye-bye. Okay, yes, thank you so much. Talk to you again. Bye-bye. All right, fantastic. So, great guest, Georgiana. So, she's teaching English online and uh, also in Spain. Uh, so, some very good points. And I think that the point she made about, uh, you know, emotion and motivation, for example, being the most important thing and it's obviously something I agree with, which is why I'm always teaching psychology and emotions and motivation and leadership and success and all of that. Because, you know, how you think and how you feel, your beliefs, your feelings, your motivation with English, about English, has a super strong effect on your success with speaking and improving. And probably the worst possible thing that happens in schools usually it's not just that the methods are, are, are not very good I think the worst thing is that is psychological that after going through English classes in schools so many people then feel stressed about English or they think oh I can't I can't speak English I'm not good at English this kind of belief this very negative limiting belief 
or I need to be perfect. There's one right answer. You know, that's another idea, a belief that comes from school that's just not true. In fact, this idea of one right answer, it's very common. Uh, people ask me all the time, AJ, how do I say this? How do I communicate this idea? And usually in English, in any language, you can communicate an idea in many, many, many ways. You can say the same thing, you know, in three, five, ten different ways. Yeah, there's lots of ways. You can use different verb tenses, different vocabulary, change the word order, say it very simply, say it more in, in a more complex way, in a more complicated way. So there's not one right answer. In school, they give you, you know, a test, and oh, do I, do I use the present tense or the past tense or the future or the, you know, present perfect in this case or the past perfect or the past perfect progressive and all this thinking about grammar rules. Truthfully, you can use any of those grammar tenses to say almost anything. You can tell a story, and this is what we do in our point of view stories for learning grammar naturally without the rules. You can tell the same story using many different grammar tenses, many different kinds of, of grammar, many viewpoints. They're all correct. It's just what do you want to communicate? What's the meaning you want to show? What's the feeling you want to give? There's not just one right answer to things. In most things in life, not just English, there's not just one right answer. There are many right answers. So this whole idea of just relaxing, communicating, knowing there are many right answers, knowing it's okay to make a mistake, even professional writers who are native speakers make mistakes, make grammar mistakes, make pronunciation mistakes. I do it. Uh, Robert Kiyosaki, I just mentioned, the famous uh, business and financial writer. He just did it on Twitter, I think it was yesterday or two days ago. Do you think Robert Kiyosaki cares about that? Of course not. He doesn't care. It's no big deal. He didn't try to do it, but he made it. He was writing quickly. He made a little grammar mistake. So what? His ideas are what are important. So this is what I encourage you to do as well, is just to relax and listen, 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 and enjoy. And just focus on improving, not perfection. Okay, time for our next segment. It's question time! This is where I answer your questions on Twitter. So I will read some of the questions that are on Twitter now. And I'll answer a few of them online. I can't answer all of them because there's so many. But let's see what we got. Okay, uh, Adnan Kazeman asks, how old are you, sir? I'm 46 years old. Just turned 46 recently. Had a birthday recently, and I'm now 46. Okay, um, Teresa Snyder, a future guest of ours in a couple weeks, a few weeks. She's a writer and an author. She's American, so she's a native speaker. We'll talk to her about reading and writing. I don't usually talk about writing very much, so it'll be great to talk to her in a future uh, show. But anyway, Teresa Snyder on Twitter says she really enjoyed the show, and she really enjoys the enthusiasm of our Effortless English members. And yes, I agree to that. Uh, I'm always impressed by that also, that we have a great community. That people are very enthusiastic. You know, you see it with... Georgiana, you've seen it with our, our other guests. You'll see it with our future guests that 
you know, that's one of the great things is people learning with this method, learning with effortless English, are they're very enthusiastic and positive because they're enjoying communication. They're enjoying English. They enjoy learning about success. They, they've changed kind of their psychology or they already were very positive and enthusiastic and we just attract those kind of people. And the great thing is because we have this community now that when you become part of our community, you're connected to these people. And when you're surrounded by, you're connected to positive, enthusiastic people who are successful, it's easier for you to be positive and enthusiastic and also successful. So that's the power of a community. And that's why it's so, so special that we have this. So I agree. All right, let's see. Okay, yeah, um, Charlie, one of our past guests recently, says, you know, I always say that perfect originally means complete, finished, done, over. And nobody is perfect because being perfect would be boring. And he's right. So if you were perfect, then you, you wouldn't be learning anymore. It's just... And the other thing is this, you know, perfect according to who or to whom. Uh, you know, perfect is this idea we have, but there is no perfect. Like, what is the perfect English speaker? Who? Who is the perfect English speaker? If you ask that to many people, everyone will have a different answer. So there may, some person might speak with perfect grammar, but they have poor emotion, weak emotion, and they're just not a good communicator. There are lots of people like that, you know, you know, native speakers even, British or American, Australian, whatever, who maybe technically can speak quite well. They, they have really great grammar. They, have, they use really big words. A lot of professors kind of like this, are like this. And yet they, they're very weak communicators. They don't uh, explain ideas in a clear way so people can understand. They cannot communicate emotion or ideas very well. They cannot inspire people. They're, they're just not that great. And then there are other people who maybe their vocabulary is not quite as large. They don't use huge words. And yet they ha they're very powerful speakers. When people listen to them, oh, they feel something very strong. In fact, most great public speakers do not use big, big words and advanced, difficult vocabulary. They speak simply and directly, emotionally, powerfully. So it's not necessary. So this idea of perfection is really just something you just need to forget about. No need for it anymore. All right, I'll answer a few more questions. We've got a little more time here. Uh, okay, this is a tough question because it changes all the time for me. But the question from Libardox... This is, these are Twitter names, so they're not real names. It's hard to pronounce. Uh, anyway, says, AJ, what is your favorite book ever? Greetings from Colombia. Hello to Colombia. Um, my favorite book ever. This changes all the time depending on my mood. I have actually, you know, a, a collection of books, you know, a list of books that, I, that are my favorites. Uh, and there, but there are a few books that I read again and again and again and again. So those would be my favorites. One of those is Walden by Henry David Thoreau. Now that is a very tough book for non-native English speakers. In fact, it's a tough book sometimes for native speakers just because uh, it was written back in the 1800s. So the language used is different than modern English a little bit. 
Uh, but anyway, that's one of my favorite books. I also love the uh, English translation of the Tao Te Ching, very, very old Chinese book. Uh, I reread that again and again and again. Uh, several others that I, I, I will read again and again, uh, but those, that'll be my short answer. Okay, let's see. Uh, I'm not sure if I understand this question, so I'm going to skip this one. Okay. Okay, so um, Arnold Focamacho7 says, AJ, I'm studying three courses with you, the original course, Power English, and the business conversation. Do you think it's okay? It's absolutely okay. The... You can use, you can get all the courses at once. You could add Learn Real English too, and you could have all of those and be using them at the same time. The key is that you listen to each lesson set, to one lesson set, many times. So if you're using more than one lesson, let's just keep it simple. Let's say, in this example, original Power English, and then the, my dad's uh, business English lessons. What you could do, there's many ways you could do this. If you have a lot of time, if you have, you know, six hours a day, then you could, each day, you could listen to one set from all three courses. So you'd listen two hours, you'd listen to the Power English set, lesson set, and then you'd listen to an original lesson, and then you'd listen to a business English lesson. Each one you could do for two hours, so you could even repeat each one of those. But if you only have one hour a day, then what you probably would do is for one week, you would just listen to... Power English. You listen to, you choose one lesson set from Power English, and you listen to it starting, let's say, Monday and every day until Sunday, repeating the same one. Then on Mon the next Monday, it's time for a new lesson, then you could choose one from the original course. You just choose that one, and then you'd go around again. Every, every day for seven days, you'd listen to that same lesson set from the original course and then Monday would come again, and then you would choose one from Business English, and you could do it that way. So it's up to you. You can mix it how you want. The key thing is that you just repeat each lesson set for at least seven days. Repeat it daily for seven days. And then it just depends on how much time you have. Some people have a lot of time to listen, so they could maybe do a couple lesson sets in a, each day, but again, repeating the same one for at least seven days. Others, if you have, they have less time, you just mix it up. Up to you. Up to you. Okay, I'll take two more questions and then done. Okay, Il Maestro says, Hello, AJ. Can I listen to Tony Robbins if I understand like 70% or should I use uh, more courses and then start? Well, again, this is, I would say this is not a... a one or the other. It's not a choice like one, you must choose this or you must choose this. You could mix both and that's probably the best thing. If you only understand about 70% of something, uh, it's good. It's good for extra listening because you will start to learn more of it. But it's still a little difficult, meaning you will not learn as quickly as you could. It's generally better to focus on easier things. I know most uh, learners uh, don't believe this, but and they always want to get something more difficult, more difficult. But in fact, when you're just listening, it's often better to focus on something a little bit easier. So in the case of uh, El Maestro, he wants to 
listen to Tony Robbins, uh, the, the motivational speaker. Uh, that's great. I would say, yes, definitely listen to Tony Robbins if you understand 70%. However, you might also want to use a course with that. So you might listen to, for example, a lesson set each day, and then when you have some extra time, also listen to Tony each day. And when you listen to Tony, just pick one of his audios and repeat it again and again and again each day, every day. Repeat that same audio from Tony, you know, maybe 20 or 30 times because it's a little more difficult. You only understand 70%, and if you don't have the text, then you might need to repeat it a lot more. So that's my general advice. All right, one more question from Twitter, and then we are done. Uh, let's see. Okay, this is a common question I get a lot about test preparation. I'm planning to apply for the IELTS test next month. How could I prepare myself properly, especially for listening? Okay, so the thing about these tests, IELTS, TOEFL, these kind of tests, they're, first of all, tests of academic English. School English is what they're testing. They're not testing normal English, honestly. They're not... The, the TOEFL tests and, and IELTS tests are designed for people who want to go to a university in the United States or in England or something like that. So they're testing the kind of English that is used in university, school English. So you need to understand that. Uh, I generally recommend that you first improve your general English conversation ability, which is the kind of English used with friends, the kind of English you know that I'm using right now. This kind of general communication that is used in business, uh, personal, all of these kind of things. And then once that is good, then you can focus on academic English. And you can do this by listening to podcasts on academic subjects like biology, history, geology, math, uh, whatever, political science, uh, just choosing different uh, podcasts or audios or magazine articles on these topics. Excuse me. <coughs> <clears throat> ah, a little water. So that's a good way to get started preparing for something like the IELTS. It would be to just listen to more natural speaking about these topics. You can get on iTunes, for example, and search for podcasts. There are podcasts on different, you know, on all different subjects, anything you can. So just choose the kind of academic subjects that might be on the test and listen to the podcasts again and again and again. And again, read magazine articles uh, about those topics. You could find, you know, popular science magazines and uh, National Geographic, for example. That would be a nice magazine to read that's a little more academic. Still for a general audience, but it has a little bit more academic subjects. So that's the, the way I would say to, to begin. And then to just keep listening to, you know, Effortless English and... and general English as well. Alrighty. So we always end with uh, a couple things. Our mission, our code, and our values. Because these are the, the core, the foundation of our community. This is why our community is so positive and enthusiastic, is because we have this code and mission and values in our community. And our code is simply, number one, we do the best we can. Number two, we do the right thing. And number three, we show each other we care. And these are the only rules in our community. They're not really rules. They're just guidelines or a code of how we treat each other. 
Our mission is to explore new opportunities for growth to bring confidence, vitality, and happiness to people all over the world and to boldly go where we have never gone before. This mission is about contribution, helping others always to continue learning. So it's about lifelong learning also, and it's about exploring and enjoying life. And finally, our values, value number one, devotion to the mission. So we're all devoted to the mission. We're all uh, helping that mission together. Number two, enthusiasm. Just having that energy and excitement for life. Number three, constant and never-ending improvement. Improvement, not perfection. Number four, contribution. Contribution means contributing to other people. That might be your family. It might be your community. It might be the effortless English community. It might be the whole world. Number five, self-reliance. It means we're independent learners. We know that learning is our own responsibility. We find coaches. We find teachers. We find what we need, but ultimately, we are responsible for ourselves. Number six, persistence. Persistence means we don't quit when something is important to us. And number seven, positive leadership. Positive leadership. It means we lead, we help other people by being positive, by encouraging them, by showing a good example, all of these things. All right, and finally, let me just uh, end with the Effortless English news, what's happening in Effortless English. Uh, first of all, our, our website, effortlessenglishclub.com. You can go there if you have more questions or you're interested in one of our courses. In terms of what's happening, uh, I'm writing a book. Many of you know this. My book is now with my editor still, so I haven't heard anything new. Nothing new about my book. Uh, the AJ Live. This is where uh, last year I had a big event in uh, Hanoi, Vietnam, about 3,000 people. So I was teaching the Effortless English System to those people in Hanoi. And we videotaped it. We, we had a camera and we shot the video. So we have a basic uh, kind of movie video of me teaching live. And what we're going to do is we're going to edit that into smaller pieces. And eventually I will make a whole course. And I think this course will focus on uh, public speaking. So I'm going to use myself as an example of how to uh, be a good public speaker with English and how to improve with public speaking. There's also another public speaking course I'm doing uh, with a friend of mine, but it's going, that's going slowly, so I'm going to focus on uh, creating this other one, uh, which will be focused on my own live event that I did last year. So that's going to take some time also. Uh, meanwhile, we have three courses in Effortless English. We have uh, Power English, which is sold on our homepage. We have the original course, and we have the VIP program. And then my friends Kristen and Joe have Learn Real English, which is focused more on casual English, the kind you use with, you know, in tra with travel or with your family and friends. And then my dad has Business English Lessons, and that's businessenglishconversations.com. All right, I had a great time now. Our schedule for upcoming shows, let's take a look at my calendar. Uh, Next week, I will be in Los Angeles traveling, so no show next Sunday. Uh, I will be uh, doing some training in Los Angeles, so I won't be able to do the show next Sunday. But the following Sunday, we will have a show. Uh, that will be the 20th. So our next show will be on the 20th. It will also be a little bit later, 
probably about two hours later, the start time. So I'll announce this on my Twitter account. My Twitter is AJHoge, A-J-H-O-G-E. All right, thank you so much, as usual. It was great talking to you. Thank you to my guest, Georgiana, for sharing her uh, insights, her ideas, her success story. So I will see you all next time. Have a great day. Have a great week. See you on the next show in a couple weeks. Bye for now. I love you all. Bye-bye. You have been listening to The Effortless English Show with A.J. Hogue. If you love this show, please leave a review on iTunes. To book me for a speech or seminar, contact events at effortlessenglishclub.com and go to effortlessenglishclub.com to get my free email course.